Hello and welcome to the Chronic Living Podcast, your need-to-know source for living with a chronic illness or disability. I'm your host, Alex Pappas, and I'll be sharing my experiences living with a chronic illness, as well as inviting others on to share their stories. So join me in shining a light on the world that is chronic living. All right, guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of Chronic Living. Today, I am joined by Jamie, and she's going to share some of her experiences being part of the chronic community. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here. All right, so tell us a little bit about, I guess, yourself and what you've been diagnosed with. Um. I've had chronic knee problems my entire life. I ended up having knee replacement after an accident, um, and that flared up some fibromyalgia, chronic diabetes, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, can't bend, kneel, or squat, which kind of makes van life interesting. That's right. You're part of the group. Okay. I forget who is in what group because I posted in a couple of groups. That's right. You're in a van. Oh, all right. I'm more excited now. <laughs> Oh, I've been trying to find a few people that are in like the vans and the buses and right. Yeah. I've been so fascinated in it for like all of COVID. That's what I spent all of my free time doing was just looking up build projects and what people do yeah. and stuff. And, so. I, and I ended up buying a completed van because I can't build. Yeah. yeah. You know? and, I mean, that's, that's totally understandable. I, I have like a mechanical background and kind of, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a handyman in general. Right. So I I get super fascinated with the build stuff personally, but yeah, I see plenty of them that are fully built out for people. Um, I have a 20 pound lift limit. I can't haul water. So, yeah, you know, you'd be able to hook up to a hose and that. So So. no, that's, that's exciting. I I get excited about it because I mean, I have colitis, so I'm tied to a, to a bathroom. So I was super cool to be like, I would have to go a bus just because I'd probably need a fully functional bathroom. So space-wise, I'd probably need a bus. Right. Well, um, I have a Travato and it has a wet bath in it with okay. a real toilet. So that's helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. 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 Cause I looked into like the, the recirculating showers with the like four or five stage filters and I mean everything. Well, and yeah, I'd love to put one of those in, but yeah, I just those, don't know those where like... I'd, I'd find the room for it. But yeah, that's kind of where the bus buy a shower. In. If you're nice to truck drivers and give them cuts they'll usually buy you a shower you know with their points and stuff yeah well and i know i know before covid i know a lot of people with the vans were doing like you know the planet fitness or whatever yeah and where where i spend my winters the closest planet fitness is 70 miles away so you know it's nice when you're there and i'll and i'll go shower shower with friend if that sounds right um (laughs) you know and use his pass to go shower there but you know um you shower for nine bucks at the laundromat while you're doing laundry it's kind of convenient but yeah yeah you know and a lot of bird baths and you know quality time with myself because i smell no <laughs> i try not to get that feral <laughs> i mean you know uh, yeah yeah well and, and i mean that's 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 where i, I personally would lean more towards a bus although hell right now with the cost of construction supplies and everything would be and fuel. super expensive and fuel yeah i mean and i now have I, I have an automotive background in my van. I, I went out i first bought a road track well first i bought a, con, a conversion van and like i just need a bed and i'll just do a no bill bill my husband's like buy something better so i bought a 96 road track and i went out in that and you know it was hard because everything's really low and i can't bend kneel or squat and mm-hmm. had to do a bunch of modifications to like drain my stuff and that and, and um 
you know, there was a lot of working around that. And then I got back, he's like, you had a good time. And like, I loved them doing it every, every time I can every year until I die. And so he's like, buy something better. So I bought the Javado yeah. and now he has the road trek. No, and that's, and that's fair. No, I know. I mean, I have a, I have an automotive background. So if, if I were to get like a bus or something, I could, I could work on the diesel engines as long as it's, you know, a certain few of them I'm very familiar with. So that makes it easier yeah. too. It does. But, no, I, I, I yeah. mean, and I, I have to write checks to have work done on my vehicles. I just do, it. yeah, you know, yeah. you know, have that well, option. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is, is especially if you're doing like a bus conversion, that's, that's the most expensive part is making sure the bus is sound and the engines are great because they're commercial grade. Right. It's so your you got to go to a commercial technician. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't know how to do that on your own. It gets, it gets pricey. All right. So I guess go a little bit into each one of your uh, diagnoses as far as what they are. And we'll start asking a bunch of questions of how they, how they play along with uh, van life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was diagnosed with diabetes like 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, at one point I was on 90 units of insulin, metformin, glimepiride, and still wasn't good. But, um, since I've been doing van life, I've lost 70 pounds. So now I'm off of all my diabetic meds, which has been fantastic for my budget and for my health. And yeah, yeah. Um, medication. I, costs. I still have terrible neuropathy. So um, I have to, and I have a spinal stenosis. So I have to balance walking enough so my sciatica doesn't scream at me and not walking so much so my feet don't scream at me. So, you know, but um, when I go out West, like seven months a year, I spend quite a bit of time at the hot springs and I can get off all my pain meds for months after a couple of weeks at the hot springs. So, oh, wow. Know, okay. It makes that much of a difference. A, a huge difference. Huge. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Cause when I went out the first year, I was on um, a pain patch and now I take a Vicodin maybe every three or four, you know, maybe twice a week, you know, and mostly when I haven't walked enough of my sciatic aids me. Huh. So, and, and wow, it's, I mean, that's really cool that the, uh, the springs can make that much of a difference with it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So, and not all of them, they're not all created equally. The one up by Holtville has a lot of magnesium in it. My hair and my skin hate it, but oh, I go to bed feeling ooey gooey and sleepy every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that sounds great. Oh, that's I mean that's that's pretty cool. So where I mean, okay, so you said you for like seven months out of the year. Yeah. So where are you when you're not traveling at a? I have a well, I have a home in Tennessee, a cabin overlooking a lake, and that's where I keep my husband. Okay. And <laughs> He, he doesn't travel a ton with you. He doesn't want to, and that's okay. fine. Um, uh, but he's supportive of me doing it. You know, he likes to say he doesn't do anything wrong while I'm gone. <laughs> I just said you haven't been caught yet. <laughs> well, you know, seven months. Yeah, seven months gives you some time to. Right, and um, we like I mean. last year we met in Oklahoma for a few days, and spent some time together. And like, I, and then in the summer, I have a cottage in Illinois by my grandkids. Mm -hmm. So I spend five months a year there. Well, four months. I go home for a month in November. We do some traveling in October together. Go home for a month in November. Leave out like December 1st, right after Thanksgiving. 
and then come back up here in May and he meets me up here. So he's here now. So we probably spend 18 weeks a year together. So definitely then, unique. Of course, we talk course. every day. It's really nice because you can FaceTime now and Zoom and, you know. Yeah, lots of options to stay connected. Right, exactly. So that's pretty he cool. He follows so. me on Google Maps, so he always knows where I'm at. And, you know, I let him know if I'm going to be out of signal for a while. Yeah, yeah, like imagine some places are super remote. Right, and that's nice too, because then you get to unplug. You're forced to unplug, which was what I need, because I will spend way too much time on my phone if I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I mean, I'm definitely like that. Get way too easily distracted by recommended videos on YouTube and stuff. Right, (laughs) bright shiny lights. Yeah, look at this. Like, no, no, bad Alex. You need to be productive with the podcast. Stop looking at YouTube. (laughs) Like. (laughs) You got to do marketing, right? It's like, oh, exactly. well, marketing doesn't look anywhere near as fun as is <laughs> <laughs> watching this video. Yeah, like, <laughs> but he made a twelve hundred horsepower diesel engine. Like that looks amazing. Well, I don't want to go look at marketing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. So yeah. I get that. Uh, that makes sense. No, no, because that's that'd be something. I mean, it's longer term goal for the podcast. It'd be super cool if I could convert a bus into like a mobile podcast studio. Right. A lot. Be, and there are people doing it. I think it'd be cool to just drive around, meet people and just record podcasts, like Interview, driving around. Yeah. Like that'd be yeah. super cool for the people that, I mean, maybe they just don't, they're not on Zoom as much or not on the computer as much. Plus that right. whole, you know, person to person interaction would be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. That's that's one of the long term goals. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Got to grow it. I highly recommend it. I recommend this lifestyle to anybody. You know, I mean, if I can do it with my issues, then you know everyone can do it for a while, even if they don't want to do it full time. I get this is so much freedom and waking up in all the pretty places. I think I think one of the big things that would make a difference is if they federally legalized weed. I can right. switch over to um, CBD and THC oil versus the infusion that I get. Because I get an infusion at my doctor's office every six weeks. So it's yeah. planning that out when you're on the move is really challenging. Right. Yeah. And I, I take it back for everything. You can do it like if you had chronic kidney disease and had to have dialysis, that would be yeah. impossible. But I mean... Now, a lot of those, depending on how frequently you're doing it, you can work with your doctor's office. And if you know you're going to be in specific areas, you can get pre-approval. Right. Um, right. It's but just if you're you constantly moving. Places, like a month or six weeks, you can't go every three or four days like I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. and, and some days, sometimes I just need to get off the road for a little bit, let my cankles go away and, you know, my back recover and that. But yeah. Know. Yeah. Because I'm sure driving, driving all the time can be right not the most comfortable thing like i ran yeah like um i was i helped out with um bob wells and how was um van build they do twice a year Mm -hmm. where they give away minivans to people so i helped out with that for the month of april into may it was about a month and then i left nevada i went up to oregon i came back to vegas and picked up a puppy and then drove to illinois it's like okay this is too much time to <laughs> need a minute need yeah. a minute to park 
Yeah, no, so. I can understand that. I, f- I feel like if I were to do it, I'd be like, you know, two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks See, and there. And I thought I would do that too, that I would like to stay for two weeks. And my rig is set up to be able to stay for two weeks so that I can make my bathroom and propane and water last two weeks. <clears throat> but um, I find that I- I'm ready to go after five or six days. That's fair. Yeah, you know, I, I would really like to do it because I do, I do a lot of nature photography um and automotive photography so i would love yeah i would love to do it just to get and explore so many places and do the photography aspect right and i wish i was a better photographer i just take snaps yeah you know that's that's fair no because i i talk about it a lot and i do a lot of photography when we talk about kind of like mental health and you know making time for things that you enjoy right um right i like to i like to i do a swedish weaving so i'll do that yeah i like to adult color and you know read so those are all small things i can take with and do i have room for you know yeah and it's it's simple things that can just be relaxing that kind of just reset right and i always take a dog and he likes play frisbee so i have to play frisbee three or four times a day you know till my arm falls off (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so i mean and that's that's the that's the nice thing and i think I mean, I, I can imagine it'd be super relaxing being able to go to just so many different places and just be like, all right, you know, I'm just going to go chill here for the week. Right. And I have a friend I travel quite a bit with, not all the time. We, we take breaks from each other and stuff and, you know, we'll go meet up with this person and then I'll go meet up with someone else. And I did um, the friends and family tour last year. I started, uh, I left Illinois and I went, um, East Coast and North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, met all the people there, South Carolina. And then I went home for Thanksgiving. And then, because we sell, we have a business, we sell um, handmade dog treats, all meat dog treats. Huh. So um, October is a really busy month. And my husband's pretty good and he can run the business himself. But in October, there's some really big shows. So I need to be part of that so he doesn't run himself ragged because <laughs> everybody's national tournaments for that time um for flyball oh, okay. and agility and um disc so i'm gonna ask like what just before christmas or it's in the tournaments are that makes sense yeah all the tournaments they're um are usually in october november ish so um i help him with that and then you know go home and chill and get my van ready for the year because how i travel in the summer with grandkids and dogs is much different than how i travel in the winter by myself so I offload everything in the spring and I load it back up in the fall. That's fair. Know. That's fair. But I just took my daughter, my granddaughter for a week out to the Black Hills. Our trip got sh- sh- cut short for a family emergency, but man, did we have fun. She was so much fun, you know? No, and I, I think that's, I think that's really cool. But I would, I mean, I've done some traveling up and down like the East Coast because um, I moved down from Massachusetts to Virginia and then it was a Memorial Day weekend went with some buddies up to like upstate New York and stuff but I'd love to do more yeah. like the west coast especially for the car scene because I'm a big car guy so it'd be cool right. to spend time oh, over yeah. there There's some nice cars out there they aren't rained on and yeah, you know, yeah. rusted and, yeah well and then they beautiful have the, the mountain roads that you can go along right that are just beautiful right. and, and there are just... some mountain roads at all tighten you up holy crap <laughs> coming out of yosemite 120 out of yosemite is an interesting road <laughs> and, you know road to the sun and 
the million dollar highway all beautiful yeah you know so that that, oh god that sounds that sounds really cool next year i think that's a take highway 50 all the way back they call it the the loneliest highway ever and it runs all the way from east coast west coast to east coast Uh, just because there's not that much on it there's not much on it just scenery perfect Mm. i mean hey nothing wrong with that right as long as I can find gas, because my I have a ProMaster, so I have a 24 gallon tank. So, you know, 300 miles, I got to be getting gas again. Yeah, so. that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, fully loaded down, they'll get the greatest greatest gas mileage. Right. Yeah, I get, I get, I get 15 on the highway unless it's mountains or something. You know, it's not bad. No, not it's bad. not bad, but you know, 24 gallon tank is pretty wimpy. A gas or diesel? It's gas gas okay yeah they tried a diesel i think they've discontinued it now because of that problem to not buy a promaster diesel yeah 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 well that's i mean that's that's one of the reasons why i I lean more towards the buses too um because i love like i'm a i'm a cummins guy when it comes to the cummins diesels and how reliable they are solid engine i looked at a at a four window shuttle that already had the flooring and the electric in it and it's like well i could probably you know, build a bed and put some cabinets in here. But then this Travato came up. I bought it in COVID lockdown for really cheap and it's worth 20,000 more than I paid for it now because oh, nobody geez. can get rigged. So, yeah. you know, who buys it? I was really fortunate to buy a depreciating, um, you know, asset and have it go up. So it won't stay up, but it's up now if I want to sell it. Yeah, but, if you ever change, you want to change your mind and swap into something else. Right. It's a good option to have. Yeah, but, yeah, no. I mean, granted, I'm I'm obsessed with diesel yeah. in general, right? So. And I I don't I don't know. I might be intimidated by diesel. I think, you know, I look at those sprinters and I'm like, oh, but yeah, probably not. Oh, those are they make a rig like mine in a four by four, and it's like, but you know, the four by four diesel sprinters are really nice. They're just rather expensive right i was like i'm gonna have to win the lottery if i want that yeah know. they're they're super nice this is the price tag that's attached to them is 100 percent why they're super nice right exactly so and you know both and i was like well i don't want a, a mercedes because you know it's hard to find a mechanic for them but yep. the pro master is just as bad because you know you can't go to a regular dodge dealer you got to go to a pro master dealership so you know six of one but so far she's been good to me knock on wood but that's good that's good so but how, yeah. does, how does everything else kind of play into being on the move slash having i guess your base camps um I'm, as far as what like like health health wise um like i said i i do have to get out of the rig every few days in order to be at my best you know i can travel for two or three days and i usually do four o'clock or 400 miles whichever comes first i want my you know i'm i'm pretty done physically by two in the afternoon so you know getting dinner and walking the dog after four it makes it hard i want to be in the rig by dark because i'm a solo travel female traveler Mm. you know i want to have to go out after so um I mean, I will, I, um, you know, when I'm traveling, when I'm parked and 
I'm in the forest and that I don't feel in danger like I do you know I feel less stressed than like if I stay at a truck stop or a Walmart you know because there's nobody there yeah yeah a little little sketchier than just in the woods or at a campsite somewhere right exactly you know they and it's and even like once you get out west everybody is a traveler you know in in arizona in the winter everybody's everybody's a traveler they you know it's a community and you feel that versus you know driving by myself through texas or oklahoma or whatever you feel much more vulnerable than you do you know when you're in that giant giant caravan right you know like you just put a post on meet in the queue and someone's there to help you you know no, and that and i mean that makes sense that makes sense having having a kind and of you, vehicle community you know when you travel and you see a van at a gas station nobody talks to each other but when you're out there it's like well how long are you out for and you know it's kind of weird <laughs> you know because when i first took the van last when it went out the first time i took route 66 out west and it's like it's been four days i haven't talked to another human being i guess we'll go into the gas station so i can at least make contact with somebody and it's like this isn't going to be fun if i'm by myself but then i went to the rubber champ rendezvous and i met my tribe and you know i have lots of people i know and you know want to camp with and spend time with and you know like i my i can't get up and clean my solar panels so my friend every time he sees me like you need your solar panels cleaned i'm like yes i'll cook dinner you know um while you clean my solar panels and he you know will wipe out my fridge for me because that's low and i can't get down there to do it you know because i can't bend kneel or squat so um that you know and then he doesn't cook so he's happy to have someone who cooks so yeah get a nice kind of home-cooked meal level of quality food it's always good right exactly and i mean that's and and I've, i see a little bit of that like on youtube with some of the people that are in the community both van and and schooly life i think it's cool that there is that community more so i think on the west coast than east coast just because there's a lot I more agree. builders and, and you know and it seems like you know in the winter everybody goes out west so you're all gathered and then in the summer they scatter all over and you know like a crew went up to the black hills from q and spent time together up in the badlands but for the most part you're kind of more on your own in the summer you know uh, and we'll get together I'm, i met my friend uh national Forest, virginia area and spent some time on the ohio river and stuff but it's more isolated you know it's not a big group it's two or three people mm-hmm. and you know my cottage has room for a rig so people i travel with all winter stop in here and like last year one of my friends had some issues with her with her significant other and she ended up spending the summer on my extra site and that's fine you know it's i can give and i can get and it's really really nice i really like it you know and you make friends like really fast and you bond hard fast because you have something in common and there's no distractions like your job or the grandkids and that you're out there to be together and you are, you know, 
No, that sounds really cool, especially when for... life doesn't get in the way. Yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can understand that. And it sounds like a really cool thing, especially, I mean, for people that have various chronic illnesses and disability, it's like an extra level of freedom. Right. On top of the, and, you know, the normal limitations that you have. So it's really cool. And I, you know, if I fall, I can't get up by myself. I cannot. I will lay on the desert porch if somebody finds me or I die. So, you know, I do like to be somewhat close to other people the majority of the time, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I can't get up without a chair or assistance, you know. So um, that's, but you know what? I'd rather die on the desert floor looking at the night sky than not do this, you know. <laughs> than die in your house or exactly. somewhere Sitting else random. Yeah. Recliner, oh. You know, waiting for people to come visit me you know so no no that makes sense having that extra level of freedom freedom to it but yeah it's um yeah my knee doesn't bend right i can't get up underneath me to get myself up you know so it's a problem a lift limit so you know i I have um I try and fill my tanks, my propane tanks like right on board without taking them out. Mm-hmm. I found a place that'll do that and things like that, you know. No, and that so, makes sense. We're working with the, the limitations you got. Right. And you know, I eat better on the road because um there's not room for all the garbage in the cupboard and there's not I'm not buying stuff for grandkids that I'm later gonna eat myself, you know. So yeah, you gotta get the just the bare bare minimum of what's needed. Right. So, and it, you know, without water and that, it's hard to clean up. I mean, I I have water, but mostly I do my dishes with alcohol and a paper towel, so to preserve my water for drinking and dogs and that. But um, and a shower, but um, you know, so I don't want to cook anything that's like super messy, you know. Yeah, and that, I mean, that makes sense. You I'm in a toxic it. relationship with Cheerios, let's be honest. <laughs> with Cheerios? Yeah, it's like, oh, Cheerios. I'm like, I could put some milk on these or I could just eat them out of the bag. You know, like I said, physically I'm done by two o'clock and then dinner comes around. It's like, oh, Cheerios is good, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> sometimes that, that uh, quick and easy food option is not, not a bad option. It. Oh, I try and you know do a little trail mix and a little better stuff than Cheerios, but Cheerios is good. <laughs> but and it um you know like when I had the road track, I used a garden rake to pull my handles because I couldn't get down low enough to pull my my handles for my dump tanks and stuff. And you know I have to use a mirror to check the level of my onboard propane. I use a one of those mirrors on a stick for you use to find drop bolts in your engine mm-hmm. and that um or i use a selfie stick and i'll take a picture of it and then i can see where it's at um you know there's ways to work around things i have an extra step i put out when i'm there for more than 24 hours to make it easier to get in and out of the van with stance of falling um you know i go to the fill stations that have a hose so i can drag it in and fill my tank 
rather than, you know, have to haul water and dump it. I bought a water bandit for the ones that don't have it, you know, so I can just hook up a hose and you put a, the water bandit fits over any um, water opening. So, you know, so I don't have to haul it because I was hauling, again, two gallons, hauling it two gallons at a time to fill my 22 gallon tank. You know, it's a, it's a lot of that's repetition. That's an all-day job. <laughs> that's an all-day job. <laughs> no. Yeah, I gotta go for the easy, easy fill. And they do have um like a city fill on there, but the water out west is so gross that I want the RO water from the from the uh, glacier stations if I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I've heard people getting sand in their tanks and stuff, and I'm just not willing to risk it. Right. Yeah, something just, like that. You gotta drop. You have to like drop your tank and drain it out. And right, exactly. Clean it and, and you know, my tank's under the bed because I'm a three-season rig, and it's like that sounds like a nightmare. I'll pass. So I'll I feel pass. like most people, regardless of where you put it, it's not not really something you want to do. Even even like right. the buses where they're just underneath, kind of like the skirt of the bus. Yeah, it still sounds like a pain in the ass. <laughs> right, exactly. And there is a drain on it, but. Again, I find someone to crawl under there and drain it. I can't do it myself, you know, unless I, unless, you know, either got to find someone to do it or got to find someone to help me up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, same thing like when the generator needs oil. If I got somebody healthy there, I'm like, we just check my generator oil, you know? So just, just crawl underneath, don't worry. Like, <laughs> just, uh, so, you know, it, when I, when, you know, I, I was a nurse for 25 years, so it's really hard for me to ask for help. It's been, that's been the biggest struggle. It's like, you know, so, and, but I have some really good friends who know I struggle and they know I struggle with asking. So they ask first and that's really nice. And, and I try and do that for people with things I can help with, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I got this, should I go see a doctor? I'm like, mm, you can try this first that doesn't work i'll see a doctor you know so give good medical advice <laughs> but and you know like i said i'll i'll cook if there's a crew because you know it's something i can do make a big pot of soup or spaghetti or some pork chops or whatever yeah yeah so. contributing no i mean that makes sense and it's cool to kind of have that that community on top it of is you know, the chronic community too. Right. And, you know, I do grocery pickup. So I only have to touch my groceries once they put them in the van, I put them away versus going in the store, walking around till I hurt, putting everything in the cart, putting it back up on the thing, putting it back in the cart, taking it up, putting it in the van, putting it away. So, you know, grocery pickups been amazing for that, you know, Plus, it keeps me on budget because you don't buy shit you wouldn't normally buy if it's not on your list. <laughs> Going into the grocery store when you're I hungry. I said yes, bird. I apologize. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I meant crap. <laughs> so, you know, there. that's, you know, doing, like, the hard part is, like, if you've been out for two weeks and you come in, you got a lot to do. You got, you know, you need a shower, you need laundry, you need groceries, you need propane, you need water you need gas and i can't do all of that in one day so sometimes i'll get i'll come in and i'll do half of it get a campground overnight do my laundry there and then you know finish up the next day you know 
you know, I'll get, I'll go there and I'll get, I'll go to a campground and get water, dump my tanks, do laundry. And then the next day I get gas and groceries and propane and head back out, you know, but there are people who can't afford to do that, but I can't do everything in one day anymore. You know, I never could. I tried and it just kills me. It's like, okay, I can't make the bed because I'm too tired to do a laundry. Just can't. I'm just going to throw a blanket down and I'll make the bed tomorrow. Well, and it's, I mean, it's one of those things when you're living with a chronic illness or a disability, it's like, you know, pacing yourself is important. You only have so much energy to do so much. And if you don't pace yourself, sometimes your, your diagnosis will pace yourself for you. Right. Exactly. And now I've changed my bedding and stuff. I use, um, waterproof dog blankets. I can shake them out and I use a frame with a breeze. So I get more days out of them. Um, I don't have as much laundry to do. So that's helpful. I got rid of the dog beds, which, you know, a lot of places won't even let you wash dog beds. Um, and I just use a rug instead and it's cut my laundry costs and it's cut my time, you know, as to how long it takes me to do things. And then when I do my laundry, my sheets are dry faster and everything else. I'll just go right out and put my sheets on the bed right away, you know, and then I'll throw the rest of the laundry on the bed and put it away when I feel better. I have two beds, so I have an extra bed. I'll just put on the extra bed until I, you know, I go, I'll go and I'll grab lunch and take a nap and then I'll put my laundry away. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, learning earlier on to pace yourself when you have a chronic illness is super important because right the more you push like, yourself the more, more likely your your you know diagnosis will push back right and the national parks too i don't get to see everything at the national parks you can't walk them i love walnut mountain or um walnut canyon it's beautiful and it is um serene and um i don't know i feel very at peace there but there's a <clears throat> i haven't got to see it all because there's a sign that says there are 427 steps to the bottom of walnut mountain and they're optional and there are 427 steps to the top of walnut mountain and they are mandatory it's like mm, yeah i probably can't do 427 steps twice you know yeah, it doesn't say yeah but i have yeah, a collapsible I stool i take and then I can walk for a little bit and I can sit for a little bit and I collapse it and it's no bigger than, uh, you know, it, it's um, probably a nine inch disc, about three inches wide when it's collapsed and it has a strap. And, but it, it turns into a tall stool and that's helpful because then I can go a little bit and I can sit a little bit and I can go a little bit and sit a little bit. But my goal is to be able to do Walnut Mountain or Walnut Canyon at least once. But um, mostly I do the drive-through stuff and, you know, and, and short hikes. I can do short hikes. I could probably do a mile is all and I'm done for the day. So, I mean, it's, a, it's an important part of it is, you know, learning your limitations so you don't push too far, just especially, especially something like traveling, pushing too far could be really bad when you're out right. in the middle of nowhere. So, right, exactly. You know, do I have a snack in case my blood sugar drops? Do you, you know, do I have enough to drink? And, you know, and I have asthma too. Do you have your inhaler? So there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts when you have chronic illness. Bring an extra Lyrica for my feet, you know. Mm-hmm. 
It's a yeah. long walk. Take a Vicodin before you go. You know, even though you're not having pain now, stay on top of it. So. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, you know, just because you are living with a chronic illness or condition doesn't mean you can't do things. You just have to over-prepare for when you do go out and do things. Right. Just, I just make sure you're ready to different. go. I mean, I can do about everything, but it just looks different than the way other people do it. You know? So... No, no, and I understand that because I mean, like myself having colitis, sometimes it's like, okay, we're going on a nature hike for photography and pop some emodium so I don't have to go to the bathroom. Exactly, exactly. It's like, you know what? I'm not near a toilet, so we're just going to, we're going to compensate by getting some emodium so I don't have to go. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly what it is being overprepared, you know. And I, I don't have any balance because my feet are dead. So, you know, I'm not going to be climbing the rocks and, that kind of stuff but if there's a trail i can take a trail yeah you know and if it gets hard i turn around and go back i'm not not i'm not scared i'll just go back you know or if i have another person i use a walking stick and then if i have another person if it's like a, a step down on a rock or whatever i'm i can do it but when you can't feel your feet going downhill is very hard you know to keep your balance yeah and i could see that uh that being a Uphill's easy. Bit of a problem. So. But yeah, like I said, I can do most everything. It just looks different. It's really cool. It's, I think it's cool. I want to get there eventually. Do it. Like I said, I I need to legalize weed and I can actually like get off of an infusion cycle. Right. I don't know if they'll ever legalize it federally, but you know, Wisconsin and even South Dakota, conservative South Dakota is now doing medical marijuana. Don't go to Tennessee. They're still, they're still popping you for recreational for quite a bit. I think, I think that they'll, they'll honestly, I think they'll federally bring it up pretty soon. Um, just out of greed, the amount of lack of federal income that they're getting because they're not able to tax it. I'm sure the government will get to the right. point. It's a lot easier to tax it than it is to house criminals who sell it. Well, and, and I think the government's going to realize, like the federal government realize how much money they're missing out on. And right. even if they don't agree with it, they're going to get greedy and just want that extra tax, tax income. I remember back in the 70s, smoking a bowl with my friend. He's like, someday you're going to be able to buy them in cigarette machines. Well, cigarette machines are gone, but, you know, weed's getting there. <laughs> you can thank Nixon for that one. Was it, was it Nixon? Yeah, I think it was nixon that started the the hardcore uh, war on drugs yeah and really you know if they would have um legalized it taxed it and spent the money on rehab they'd probably been better off in the long run you know for people who need rehab yeah. i don't think they should legalize everything i mean obviously fentanyl and no. heroin and no meth aren't going to be a good plan but marijuana you know and now they've because of the war on opioids, even to get by pain meds is just impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, the first year I went out, I could only get a three-month supply. Oh, not even. It was a one-month supply. And I detoxed over Christmas in the desert by myself, and it wasn't fun. So, But now COVID has allowed them to do e-scripts and telephone you know 
telemed visits. So it's actually easier since COVID to get my pain meds. So, which is interesting because they made it so challenging. Right. And then they're like, you know what? I live in Tennessee, and even my Lyrica, my insurance company, is a three month supply. But in Tennessee, you can't get more than a one month supply. So it makes my $30 copay and $90 copay because they can only send you a 30 day supply. So I actually have it sent to my kids and then they forward it to me because otherwise it costs me three times as much for my meds. So, or I go to Mexico and buy them. Oh, that's true. It, it's Lyrica, it's not, it's not a narcotic, but it's still considered a schedule two. So you can't get it in Tennessee because you know, of the meth heads and the opioids. It's like, not either one of those. You don't get high off Lyrica, you know. I suppose That's you could government. have used it. That's right. the government well, for you, though. Well, you know, right? The government who requires your dog to carry more ID than your children. Yes, I get it. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> no. Well, and I think if they were to legalize weed across the board, more people would be able to use that as an option for pain. Right, because there's so many people that would stuff. benefit from it, but they can't do it because uh, they might get drug tested at work. Yep. You know, and you know, it's like, uh, or if they're on like an assistance program and they have to do a drug test for that, and they they can't do it because they fail. Exactly. Exactly. Like my friend in Tennessee was on gabapentin, which is again a Schedule Two, like Lyrica, mm-hmm. and he tr- started trying um, CBD oil. So he popped positive and they wouldn't give him his gabapentin. And he had to go through withdrawal over gabapentin because he took CBD oil. Yep. Seriously? I'm like, I got gabapentin. Here you go. <laughs> but yeah. And it was working. The combination was working, but he couldn't have a combination. Well, that's that, and that's one of the things with CBD is CBD because it's un, unregulated and there's not a lot of like brands that make certified dosages of it um there there can be thc in it right and because they're not regulated like a normal supplement they don't have to test for it so they don't they don't have to put it on the label right my um friend lives in arizona and she has a daughter with it's called dervais syndrome which is a it's a seizure disbehavior sensory disorder and um it causes neurological problems and those kids usually die before their 20s but um they you know she was having over 500 seizures a day and she went on charlotte's web um cbd oil and it dropped it to less than 30 a day so it's all i would use i used it for my dogs and you know i tried it but it didn't really help my pain so i stopped but that's the only brand i'd buy because you don't go from 500 to 30 seizures a day without it working you know so yeah yeah that's just blows my mind all these all these essentially chemicals and drugs that are okay but right God she forbid had you a want terrible to use a plant. fight with a neurologist and they wouldn't release her kid from the hospital so she went and filled the prescriptions and you know it wasn't she wasn't giving the meds she wanted to supplement with the CBD oil, and it took a long time and a lot of doctors to finally get that right. And, you know, the kid was in the hospital every other month after a major seizure. 
and now she's better, but um, it took a while to get there. I mean, she still sees us all the time, but not like, not the big grandma like she was. Mm-hmm. They're much less frequent. God forbid you use, use a plant to stop those, those seizures. Right? Like, <laughs> but here, have your coffee. Like, God forbid. Yeah. It's, it's Eat your blueberry so superfoods, but don't, don't you try that marijuana. Can't can't use weed, but you can use chemo that has a ninety six percent fail rate. Right, ninety four percent. Yeah, and it just kicks the can down the road. Those are cancer causing meds. It kills this cancer, but five years later you got this cancer. You know. Oh God, yeah. The the amount of medication I'm on that bumps up the chance of colon cancer, or that I've had right. been on in the past. Certain medications, because I got colitis at seventeen. Certain medications you can't even take until you're at older than like twenty five. Because it skyrockets your chance of colon cancer so much when you're that young. Yeah. 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 It's like they won't, they'll, they'll use, they'll take certain medications and they'll put them in like, you can't, these are last case scenarios because it bumps up your chance of getting cancer so much when you're younger. Right. I'm like, oh yeah. And this is what people are putting in their body on a regular basis. That sounds right. That sounds exactly. good. But yeah, but, you know, less is more you know and since i've been on the road and i've lost weight you know when i first went when i first got medicare with my disability you know i was trying to find um a, you know drug insurance my part d and i went to a broker and he's like who's paying for these meds now because the closest the lowest i can get you is seventeen thousand to ninety thousand dollar copay a year i was like okay i'm off this pain med i'm off that asthma med you know and i just stopped taking a bunch of them because i couldn't afford to you know that's expensive right and now being off all of the um diabetic meds and getting off the insulin has cut my costs a lot so and now uh, and now um lyrica is out of patent so i can get that cheaper and that and that stuff has helped but you know, Lyrica is the only thing that works for my neuropathy. The only thing not having it is not an option. And as it is, I take less than what is prescribed for me because I can't afford to take what is prescribed for me, you know? Yep. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they kind of face that decision. It's like, you know, I need these, need these medications to stay functional, but... Also, don't have a way to afford them, so a ton right. of people so go for like, one hundred and eighty dollars a year. I can get a LTVA pass and go to the hot springs, of, you know, as much as I need to in the winter, and stay off those pain meds. Yeah. So you know that's helpful, and you know I am um, I am a addict. I've been sober thirty years. I do take some prescription meds, but um, I have to have. Um, have to have addiction sparing meds so they help with pain but they don't get you high um so those aren't covered by medicare or a copay so you know and when i was on those it was 500 dollars a month for my balbuca so that i could live relatively well not pain-free but less pain but not be stoned you know so you know Otherwise, you know, I'd go on a $20 a month fentanyl patch, but no, <laughs> you know, I care about my sobriety. So, yeah, and- yeah, no, it's, 
and especially when it comes to pain medications, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of drug addicts, they, they get to that addiction point from prescribed medications. Exactly. Like and most... even like the Vicodin, no matter how much pain I'm in, I won't do more than two days in a row. I will not because I'm terrified of it. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, because... I mean, the first time I was in the hospital, they offered some like heavy duty painkillers because my colitis was so bad and I was in such a bad flare up. And I was just like, nope, I am good. I'm good. Right. Went, not same thing when it. I had knee surgery, they're like, take the, take the Percocet, take the Percocet. I'm like, I don't want the Percocet. You know, how about we do, you know, a Vicodin with some Tordal because Tordal potentiates the Vicodin, you know, take as much. Like, oh, no, you need this, you need this. And it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I did go through withdrawal after the knee surgery, you know? And it's like, no, no, I don't want to do this again. That sucked. You know? Oh, yeah. And even with the even with the addiction-sparing meds, when I came off of those, I went through withdrawal. And it does suck, and I don't want to do it again. Well, and it blows my mind how much they push it, too. And it's like, no, I'm good don't ask right. me again like i know who i am as a person and i'm not about to catch an right. addiction like if i'm right. already and at I this go for point pain wise like I've, I've, I've handled it up to here i think i can handle a little bit longer now that we're fixing things like right right and that's and that's fix it you know i had neck surgery to fix it i had an uh, you know i get epidurals in my back let's fix the problem so i don't have to be on the pain meds and the epidurals help immensely. I have no pain. I sleep at night, you know, on my low back and my sciatica. Huge difference. I mean, nothing's going to fix the neuropathy. You know, they offer a surgery, but it can make it worse because now you get more feeling back. And at this point, dead is better than more feeling because, I, you know, it would just be more pain. So the deader they get, the less pain meds I need. So that's kind of wrong, but kind of works you know yeah yeah Not okay, whatever works but yeah yeah i'm a let's just fix it rather than hobble along if we can so you know i get a i'll get an epidural right before i head out it puts me a little bit more risk for falling but it makes a difference in how long i can drive and you know, living in that van, that tiny space, you know, because there's not as much, you know, this chair hurts me, I'll move to this one, you know, there's not that option in the van. But even my couch at home, it's like, I'm going to bring in a lawn chair because that hurts less than the couch. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Interesting. Well, it's you know, I mean, the... yeah, my couch is so bad and I, and I am going to replace it. It's got to find time, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll walk, I'll do all the things. And my sciatic is really good. I sit on that couch for five minutes and it's like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be out on the porch swing if you need me. Well, I mean, Hey, you, you, you're not even there most of the time you're traveling. So why, <laughs> why replace the couch? Right. And that's, you know, I hate to, get rid of a perfect couch because it's not comfortable for me you know but i will if i'm gonna spend any quality any time there you know especially in the winter when i just can't be outside and frankly i'm outside about 90 percent of the time 
year round, you know, 90% of my waking hours. And, and um, I have a screen porch at my cottage and sometimes I sleep outside there, you know? So I love outside. I really just need a bed and a grill and I'll be happy. Yeah. Hey, the simplicity of van life, right? Exactly. It's like, you know, I, and my cottage is only 400 square feet and my house is only 700 square feet. It's not like I have a lot of room anyway, but um, the cottage, it's like, oh, it's so far to the bathroom as opposed to the van where it's right there. And then at the, at the cabin, it's in the loft. It's like, how do you sleep on the couch so I can be close to the bathroom? <laughs> oh boy hey look i know all about the requirements of bathroom vicinity exactly exactly yep Sometimes it's, mind you know, all bladder problems you know i've had four bladder surgeries and that but okay. again yeah. those and there is a med that makes it better but it's not covered by insurance so now i don't take it but well, yeah, yeah. On the bad days, I don't want to go do things. Imodium fixes the problems, but it creates other issues because technically that dehydrates you in the process. Right, exactly. Yeah, pulls all the fluid from your colon. Yep. But it is magical stuff when you need it. So, but yeah, it's um, it's just different. I live differently. Hey. You know, have a whole drawer of meds versus, you know, a few things in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. When you have a chronic illness, God, it's like you have your own private pharmacy at the house. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Even when you haven't used and them in forever, because it's like, well, just in case. Mexico, it's like, oh, well, let me get a muscle relaxer in case you need that and some antibiotics in case you need that. And, that, you know, so it's like, especially as a nurse, you tend to hoard meds, you know, because, you know, I haven't it's even like, needed oh. like I have a whole bottle of prednisone that probably expired like two years ago and a whole bunch right. of other random oh, yeah, meds. Prednisone, because if I'm going to walk Walnut Mountain, five of prednisone will make that a lot easier, you know. <laughs> as much as I hate, like as much as it's a horrible medication because of all the side effects, right. God, does it fix colitis really quick if you're having a bad flare up until you can figure out what to do. So I know it's perfect for my asthma too. So I get it for yep. my asthma. It's like, well, I'm going to taper a little bit faster so I have an extra one to paint the house or whatever I need to do. You, know? yep. you don't have any pain on that stuff. It's magical stuff, but man, is it hard on your body? Yeah. Yeah. I was on so much of it for such a long period of time. My bones are all jacked up now. And yeah, when you're yeah. on the high dosages, you get some fun side effects. Right. Yeah. So. And I tried, you know, I mean, three, if I took three milligrams a day, I'd never have pain but you know the long term of that isn't worth that you know but if i know i'm going on a hike i'll take a vicodin lyrica and a prednisone and you know and then i can walk away you know well yeah i mean you know the the 10 milligrams isn't bad but i was all the way up on i think my highest dosage was like 80 or 100 milligrams right iv you know, when, when i have I an hospital. asthma attack i go and they give me 120 iv and then send me home on a taper back and it's like, yeah. well, I may as well get some stuff done because I'm not going to sleep, you yeah, know, yeah. and I don't, I don't sleep for two or three days. You can eat the whole household. I'm going to pee and work. That's what I'm going to do while and, I got, you know, I got all this energy and so, eat and, and, you know, the and munchies, eat, right? And the munchies that come along with food, it, you know, oh God, <laughs> right. Just 
stand back and throw food because I'm going to be crabby and hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Especially if you're someone that gets hangry. Like, I get hangry. And yeah, pre- high dosage prednisone, I was eating like five full, full meals a day. Like, yeah. You go to Chipotle, you get the whole burrito, you get the bag of chips, the guac. Right, the burrito inside your head. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, you know what? We're going to get a quesadilla. Make a burrito and then wrap it in a quesadilla. Yeah, yeah. The amount of food that I would eat was just disgusting. And I was, I would, I would eat like a full burrito and two hours later, I'd be hung that level of hungry Hungry. again. Yeah, it's like, what's next? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you blow up in size. Yeah, was... and then you don't feel good because of that. And then they taper <clears> you off and it's like, okay, I, now I got food and prednisone hangover for three days. Yep. So. Yeah, because the first time I went to the hospital, I went from like 160-ish down to like 105 in three weeks. And then when Ouch. I got out of the hospital, I went from like 105 back up to like 155 and like three weeks so from the prednisone right my body was not happy with that like what are you doing to me yeah like it was like 110 pounds of weight difference in like a month and a half right ridiculous that is hard on your bones (laughs) this is body's just like what are we doing like make up your mind so yeah yeah fun fun stuff fun stuff I get it. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Uh, For all my problems, other people and like, well, you don't have that. You cutting out a little bit? You know what I mean? Got all my limbs, and like you do, or you know, and I have to live with that three steps in order. Is that better? Yep. Yeah, there? that's better. Okay. Um, yeah, it just um you know, I'll take my problems. I'm still well, better yeah. off than a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> which some people in the chronic community hate. It's like, oh, it could be worse. Like, yeah, it could be a lot worse. Right. Oh, especially some of the oh, some of the people oh, I've been interviewing. You know, I'm just oh, like, oh I'll my god. Right I don't get asthma. Well, then I got asthma. It's like, I'd be all right as long as I don't get diabetes. I got diabetes. You know, it's like, wait, it's one of the things I didn't want. You know, like, at least I don't have this or that. And it's like, I'm going to be careful. Don't, don't say that anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no. And it, it you know, I, I thought, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's every, every diagnosis has its, has its issues and there's, there's some, dealing with certain things is challenging and sucks for sure right but man i had i had one girl on that had like eight different chronic conditions and diagnoses that were all tied together and i was like wow that's a lot like that's crazy i have colitis and maybe some other small ones that i kind of just ignore and one girl came on she had like 16 different diagnoses i'm like holy crap what yeah like 16 She's only like 24 or something. I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah. How do you even, yeah. So you something like that. It's like, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. Right. Like, holy cow. I get, I'll I just give take credit. my colitis and go home now. Yep. Yep. Like, I'm going to go sit in the corner. Like, I'm in remission with colitis. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, I everybody deals with things differently too. 
Um, right. So. Some people are really decimated by their disabilities and can't get past the emotional part of it, oh, you know, I, to, I definitely took to live their best life. I definitely you know? took, a, took a downturn the first couple of years when I was getting diagnosed. I was not... Sure. And I did too. When I got diabetes, I sat in my car and cried with my brand new meter. It's like, you know. Well, so much stuff changes. It's a lot. Right, exactly. And I think, I mean, I think the longer you live with stuff and as things start to get tacked on, it's not as bad because you're already used to certain changes. But when right. you're going from like a fully functional human being to like, hey, here's a massive health change. It's a lot because it right. changes everything in your life. Right. That, like the knee replacement. I didn't get a lot of benefit from it. It didn't get a good fit and I have problems with it and I need to have it done again, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I'd rather just live with it, you know? Um, Cause what if you don't get it right again and I'm worse? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, if, what if they screw up bigger this time? It's like all that, all that pain and downtime. Right now I have a 90 right. degree bend in my leg. What happens if you do it again and I, and I get less than 90, I can't even, get out of a chair let yeah. alone off the ground you know yeah so yeah crazy things you got to take account for right you know and i had the neck surgery and it's like well we could do the rfa and clean up all that pain it's like mm, no i'm i'm good i'll just live with it and as long as i do things right and i don't lift more than 20 pounds or more than 150 in a day total i don't have neck issues but you know so i'll just do that rather than have another surgery so yeah okay. that's important like planning stuff out you know sure it might take me four weeks to pack my van but you know i didn't have to have surgery <laughs> one all those surgeries come with a risk too you know, right. potential complications and things. And right. it's, it's kind of like right. risk, risk versus reward. Is it worth taking the risk to get this fixed when I'm, you know, I, I, I have a system that works for me now that I don't need, need the fix. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When I can't stand anymore, I'll get it fixed. You know, it took a long time for them to talk me into the epidural and it does help, but you know, it's a whole day you know it's two hour drive there two hour drive back the whole day getting it done and but that's worth it you know but back surgery no not doing it yeah that's a it's a tad bit more involved right and you know it just perpetuates itself because then the disc above and below where they fix goes and then you gotta have extended and yeah no done well, any other uh, big stuff you want to share, kind of focus on? Oh, I think we've sucked enough today. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, you know, it's that's the you fun know, thing, covering I'm a lot very, of different I'm things. I'm very fortunate I get to live this life in spite of my problems. I'm, you know, I, I was a mother at 17. I've been married for 30 years. You know, the fact that I now get to do this never went anywhere. I lived in South Dakota my till I was 30, moved to Wisconsin, lived there for 25 years. And now I get to travel and I love that. And, you know, I get to do all things I didn't get to do. And if you're young and healthy and you can 
go climb mountains and and parasail and you know do the crazy stuff and hike do it do it now yeah you know find a way to do it and and even if you are living with something don't don't let it stop you from adapting things so you can work ways you adapt you just learn to adapt you know find the best rig that works for you and you know do the things you need to do to make it work for you like for you you can't do a composting toilet because that won't work with colitis but no. you know so you know, work get a get a bus that has has options for it so or right. exactly. i mean you know people that are that are fully handicapped in a wheelchair a lot of the buses have wheelchair right. like lifts exactly my friend built one out for her mom so she can go and she's having the time of her life she can't drive it her daughter drives it but you know there's a wheelchair lift she can come in and out you know there's a recliner so she can sleep in the recliner to be more comfortable you know they built in a crate for the dog it's just perfect for them you know so So it's like yeah just because you're in a wheelchair just because you have you know chronic condition doesn't mean you can't adapt it right and i met a gal in a wheelchair who has a lift and goes into her camper you know and and they do it you do adapt I, you know i'm like i'm surprised there's room for a wheelchair in a camper but they make it work yeah yeah well yeah and i've seen on on a couple of the shuttle groups i've seen there's a, there's a video about like one guy that that needed the wheelchair lift and he was converting one out and people were giving him like all the parts from their lifts that they were taking out of their shuttle buses when right. they're converting them. Yeah. So, you know, this is this right. a new community. You get on a van life page and you will not have trouble finding a lift. Yeah. You will not. You well, know, somebody yeah, will give you a lift. There's so many buses and there's so many shuttle buses, full-size buses, vans that have lifts that people take out, like getting right. on, getting on the groups and finding parts or like an entire lift. A lot of times people will be more than happy to help you or right you and everybody's you. like where can i sell this it's like you can't sell it but give it to somebody yeah give you it know? to somebody and then or... there's the nomads helping nomads is a good page to go and get that help for that you know so yeah there's there's options right not, not everybody can do it but there's a lot of people who probably think they can't do van or bus life that that could right you just have to exactly. make some some you there know. Are, you know there are exceptions to every rule but you know you don't necessarily have to travel everywhere to be outdoors and enjoy the lifestyle. You know, you can stay local and do it. A lot of people have real jobs and they do it locally. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, and that's the thing, you know, you could turn, you can take a van, <laughs> a bus or something, and you could turn it into just a long weekend instead of right. staying, you know, instead of taking a holiday weekend and staying at home, it lets you go to the beach for the weekend or up right. in the mountains or down a state or up a state. It just gives you a little more freedom. Find a travel partner that you can offer something to that, and they can help you, you know, that is helpful too, you know? Yeah. Find someone you're compatible with and and travel together. So. That's super important. Well, I got I'm, nomads rolling in today from Ohio. They just went way out west and are on their way back. So they're going to be rolling in here shortly. Pretty cool. So, yeah, it's exciting. I'll spend a couple of days and head back out. 
Well, I appreciate you coming yeah, on. I enjoyed today. Thank you. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening to the podcast. I appreciate everyone. Make sure you guys stop and check out chronicliving.info. Got a new website up and running that's going to be the main area to find all the social media content as well as accounts. So make sure you guys stop by. If anyone's looking to share their story, volunteer, either time or experience, there's also going to be some links on there of how you guys can get involved. As always, I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you in the next one.